there is no one-size-fits-all to evangelism. The message is the same for every person. That's true. But not every person will receive it in the same way because everyone has a unique past. That doesn't mean that that individual isn't in need of accepting the gospel. That doesn't mean that we should alter or distort the gospel message. But in my opinion, it's worth taking the time to not only consider the way in which we're communicating the gospel to them, but also the ways in which we can promote an environment and a community for that individual that might help them to be more receptive to God's word. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to An Average Account of Exceptional Things. My name is Chandler, and I am your host. Thanks for joining us today. So this week, instead of focusing our discussion on a particular faith topic, we are going to be diving into one of the many valuable parables that we can find in Scripture. If you have listened to our previous episode on the parable of the talents, I think that was episode 32 for anyone who's interested, then you're already familiar with this sort of episode. But for those who haven't listened to that or need a quick refresher, parables are simple stories used to illustrate morals or spiritual lessons. And I think it's great to take a look at these from time to time in our episodes because they provide spiritual lessons in a way that's very relatable and easy to grasp. Now, if you're a regular listener, you know by now that I love application, and parables really frame spiritual lessons in a very tangible way, which I find makes them easier to understand and then put into practice in our everyday lives. So this week, we are taking a look at the parable of the sower. So we're going to start out by actually just going ahead and reading that parable all the way through. You can find it in, I believe, three of the four Gospels, Uh, but today we're going to be reading out of Matthew chapter 13, and this will be verses 1 through 9. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. And since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. So right off the bat, what are the lessons behind this parable? After all, since this is a parable, it certainly contains more than just a short story about a fellow who worked in agriculture. So what's that meaning? Well, In this case, Jesus himself actually explains it very plainly in the verses that follow. 
So in terms of relating the parable back to Christian living, or evangelism, as we'll see here, it doesn't really get any better than that. So we're going to go ahead and read those verses now as well to really kick off our discussion. And these are going to be from that same book. It's going to be Matthew chapter 13, this time verses 18 through 23. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. So from this parable, we see this incredible parallel to evangelism. Jesus explains for us here four types of soil, which represent different types of people who hear the gospel and then their responses to it. And that's something that I think can be missed sometimes when we're discussing sharing the gospel with others. You know, we focus a lot on encouraging people to share the gospel, which is great. We should be sharing that. But I think as Christians, part of preparing to share that with others is understanding that not every person is going to respond in the same manner. It can be really discouraging when we share the gospel and it isn't well-received. And I know that firsthand, just as many others do. So when we talk about preparing people to evangelize and equipping Christians to share the gospel, to spread the good news to those around them, and to share that faith with others, particularly over a lifetime, it's important to be honest and to recognize that there will be all manner of responses some of which can be discouraging, which is not to say that we should let that stop us, but I think that it's very helpful, again, particularly taking a long-term view to sharing the gospel, just to remember that just because one person may not be receptive when we share the gospel with them, that doesn't mean that no one is going to be receptive. That doesn't even mean that that person won't receive the gospel sometime in the future. And building on that, you know, it's true that we're all on equal footing in terms of our need for salvation. We all have a sinful nature, born into a broken world, and none of us is capable of saving ourselves, hence the need for salvation through Christ. But just because all those who are non-believers need to hear the gospel message and, you know, in that way, it's true that every person who does not know Christ needs saving. 
the reality is that every person is coming from a different background. And as a result, every person may receive the gospel differently. Hence why we have four soils here. For example, there are many things that might discourage people from coming to faith in Christ. For some, it could be a bad experience with a Christian or a church that then taints their view of Christianity. For others, perhaps they believe that with all our technological advances, religious belief is some relic of the past. Ultimately, no reasoning, emotional, intellectual, or otherwise, that we might try to cling to is going to be sufficient to change the fact that every one of us is in need of a Savior, which is why it's so important to just keep sharing the gospel. To put it in terms of this parable, just keep sowing seeds. And there are some things about the four soils that I feel really stand out here as well. First, we can see that of the four soils, only one was good and sufficient to produce lasting success for the plant. The difference we see in each of these instances isn't in the seeds, it's actually in the soil they fall on. And while there were multiple soils in which the plant did not succeed, there was just one in which it did. And I think that really maps accurately to evangelism as well. Because, like we kind of mentioned a moment ago, there are so many things that can pull people away from being receptive to the gospel message. In a lot of cases, there's no shortage of barriers that we may encounter when trying to share the gospel with others. And in terms of this parable, not every seed succeeded. And not every seed that failed did so because of the same issue. In fact, there are multiple listed here, three of them in this case. And the same holds true when we carry that over to the spiritual seeds that Christians plant today. And I think that really leads us nicely into the second portion of our discussion for today, which is, as all regular listeners will know, my favorite part, application. So we've looked at the parable, and we've spent some time discussing how we see the various soils mapped to individuals and the gospel message. And now it's time to talk about some ways in which we can respond. So for starters, I think that there is a lesson to be learned by looking at the sower himself. Now you might say that if the sower were wise, he would be very careful, painstakingly so perhaps, to ensure that all the seeds were planted in the good soil. But I don't think that that's the point of the parable. You know, when I read this at first, I thought to myself, kind of, wow, you know, it seems like he's just throwing the seeds out sort of haphazardly or all willy-nilly. And I remember planting vegetables in the garden as a child. And you can contrast this to the parable here because we carefully laid each seed in the place that we had dug. You know, it was, it was very meticulous work. But I would argue that in terms of sowing seeds, gospel seeds, 
that we should actually be sowing the gospel seeds widely, not sparingly, because unlike a natural supply of seeds, there are some important distinctions when it comes to seeds of the gospel. And by that I mean, of course, the gospel message. For starters, we have an unlimited supply of gospel seeds. You know, unlike my family and I, who had a fixed number of seeds, just a, a little pack that we had gotten or some that we had collected from fruit that we had eaten and then we had saved the seeds, you know, there isn't a fixed limit on how many people with whom we can share the gospel in our lifetime or in a week or even in a single day. And as long as we have breath in our lungs, we can share the gospel. And to make it even better, there's also no real downside to sharing the gospel, whether it's received well or if that person rejects the gospel message. Now, I have a good friend, and he has a great analogy for sharing the gospel. And I think I may have given this on a previous podcast episode, but I'll go ahead and share it again. Someone had once told him to imagine that he had been given a brand new rifle. And, you know, it's, it's a top-notch rifle. He's got a whole uh, package of, of shells for target shooting or, or whatever he was going to do. And you know, it's in perfect condition, just absolutely beautiful, something that he really loves. And he said, you know, it's a great gift, right? But the greatest thing about that gift is that you can take that rifle, you can give it away to someone else, and you can still have it yourself. And the gospel's the same way. We have this incredible gift that's been given to us. The gospel message, the good news of the saving work of Christ. There's nothing that even comes close to that. And we have that gift. And we can give it to someone else. We can give it to a hundred other people and still have it ourselves, And it's no less wonderful and it's no less powerful. So why not sow seeds widely and generously? Why not share the gospel with anyone who will listen? It is the greatest gift that a person could ever receive. And it costs absolutely nothing to give. So that's one lesson that I think we can learn from this parable just by looking at the sower. Now secondly, I think that there is something to be said for the way that we should handle rejection from those we share the gospel with in light of this parable. And we've touched on that a little bit already. In terms of sharing the message of salvation, you know, we don't have much control over the soil that we encounter in many cases. Someone may have past experience that has biased them against Christianity, and we don't have a lot of control over that. And I think that it's really up to God to change the soil in people's lives. Because ultimately, only God has the power to change hearts. And he is the author of our lives. So how do we handle that? How should this impact our approach? Well, in a practical sense, I think that there are two important things to remember. The first is that not every seed bears the same. 
you may share the gospel with a person 10 times or 50 times or hundreds of times and be rejected. But then that last time is the time that God's word finally takes root in their life. So if you have been sharing the gospel or witnessing to someone and you're feeling a bit discouraged because it's not well received, don't be afraid to keep pressing on and faithfully sharing God's word. Because God's timing is perfect, even when it doesn't match ours. Now I think the second point here is that though we can't always control the soil we encounter, we can work to nourish that seed that we plant nonetheless. In the same way that individual people will receive the gospel differently, each person will also respond best to different approaches. To put it into terms of the parable, if the birds are coming in to snatch that seed away, Put up some sort of enclosure to protect it. If the sun is scorching that seed because it doesn't have a deep enough root, then try to shield it from the sun a little bit to promote stronger growth so it'll be ready. If it's being choked by thorns, root those thorns out. And in the same way, if someone hears and does not understand, you know, spend time in discussion with them or invite them to church or to a small group to help grow that understanding. If someone is very young in the faith and perhaps they're lacking some roots, consider what you could do to help them get plugged in with a community of fellow believers. If there's a person who's really struggling with that siren song of the world, pray for them. And I would say, once again, consider ways to help them find involvement in Christian community where they can find others who have come through the same struggles or the same trials. Each of those situations requires a different approach to help that seed be successful. And I think that it's wise to remember that. The point I'm trying to make is this. Don't forget that every person faces their own barriers to accepting the gospel. And as a result, each person responds best to a witness that speaks to that. We shouldn't distort the message or anything like that. Definitely, definitely do not distort the gospel message or water it down. But it's helpful to try to meet people where they are and to recognize that sometimes we may need to spend more time in conversation with a person about certain aspects of the gospel than with others. For example, the same person that accepts readily that they are in need of a Savior might be skeptical that Christ truly has the power to change their life in that way. For others, maybe they feel that they're doing just fine on their own and they don't need a Savior at all. And there will be others who find themselves in a different situation still. So to sum it up, if you remember one thing from this episode, I would say remember this. There is no one-size-fits-all to evangelism. The message is the same for every person. That's true. But not every person will receive it in the same way because everyone has a unique past. 
that doesn't mean that that individual isn't in need of accepting the gospel. That doesn't mean that we should alter or distort the gospel message. But in my opinion, it's worth taking the time to not only consider the way in which we're communicating the gospel to them, but also the ways in which we can promote an environment and a community for that individual that might help them to be more receptive to God's word. So as we start to wrap things up for this week's episode, I'd like to leave you with a couple of verses to encourage you in your evangelism efforts. The first is going to be Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap, if we do not give up. And Romans chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Once again, I just want to encourage you to keep on sharing the gospel and sowing seeds with all those who will listen. Whether that message is met with acceptance or with rejection, I hope that this parable has been uplifting nonetheless, and that our discussion today has perhaps provided some food for thought. So with all that said, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode of An Average Account of Exceptional Things. And until next time, encourage one another, love your enemies, and count your blessings. Mm-hmm.